Build It Coach, episode 12. Avoid the part-time lover contractor. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Builder Coach. I help you, the property owner, manage the chaos of a renovation or remodeling project so that you don't lose money, experience a mental breakdown, or become victim to a failed project. The Builder Coach is specifically designed to empower the non-construction professional. I'm your host, Dale R. Scriven, project management and design build professional. Before we get into today's episode, I've been getting a lot of emails requesting information on how to hire a contractor. Yes, how to hire a contractor. I realize that hiring a contractor is not easy. It's not something that we do every day. It's not like buying vegetables at a grocery store or meat. So just for you, I put together a guide and I, it really is a must read guide but it's simply titled not how to hire a good contractor. It's how to hire a great contractor. We want a great contractor for our project. It provides behind the scenes information on how the pros do it. It goes beyond just reading a five star reviews and checking a couple of references in order to get this free guide, go to builditcoach.com forward slash hire builditcoach.com forward slash hire. Again, this guide is free and it's my gift to you just for listening. And on that note, I definitely want to say thanks to all of the people who are listening worldwide. All right. In a short period of time, this is only episode 12, but we've amassed a multitude of listeners from the United States, Canada, Australia, Great Britain, Brazil, Bahamas, Iceland, and many more countries. Thank you so much for tuning in. On that note, again, welcome to this episode. Today, you will hear from Jessica Saunders. Jessica owns a human resources company in the Baltimore metropolitan area. She's a very busy professional. You know, she's running her company. So she has no time for DIY projects and thus relies on contractors to do work when she needs work done. Now, in the past, she's had success with small contractors, small what I call part-time lover contractors, right? They're kind of weekend warriors. They do good work, but they're part-timers, all right? And like I said, she's had success, but things didn't always go according to plan. There were a few instances where the contractor's real job, in quotes, got in the way of performing timely and quality work, right? They have really one master to serve. They got to make sure that they make a living. And if your side project gets in the way, well, they're going to choose that main project over your side project. So Jessica had a larger project, her bathroom, much larger project. Now, she was smart. She noticed that if her part-time lover contractor had had kind of a, you know, uh, some difficulty doing that job. She may need a full time person. 
and 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 let me be straight here, right? I'm using the word part time or part time lover because it reminds me of that Stevie Wonder song. Some of you guys may not be Stevie Wonder fans, but it just kind of reminds me of that. So I'm just kind of throwing that in there. Um, but yes, Jessica had that pit in her stomach saying, you know what? I need a full-time contractor to at least look at this. So she went out, got a full-time contractor to look at the project. She actually networked with some of her neighbors. And guess what? The price was significantly higher, higher than the part-time contractor. Many of us at this point in time would say, hey, you know what? I'll take my risk with the cheaper price. Financial constraints sometimes inch us to making a bad decision. Well, in this case, was the extra cost worth it? Did she pay more for nothing? Well, here's a hint, and the hint can be found in today's episode-inspired quote. Quality is worth the extra nickel it costs. That's by Jeffrey Duarte. Quality is worth the extra nickel it costs. We must always look beyond the empirical cost of what we purchase. Price and quality are always married. Failure not to include quality in your decision-making process could result in you thinking that an inexpensive Yugo provides the same value as a more expensive Cadillac. I know this sounds absurd, but people constantly, readily, repeatedly make this mistake when it comes to choosing a contractor. We can always learn from those who have come before us. By learning from others, we can avoid the mental despair and money loss by understanding this. Cheaper isn't always better. All right. So I don't want to spoil the episode for you. She goes into a lot of details. We can learn a lot from this episode. Let's dig into this interview with Jessica Saunders. Avoid the part-time lover contractor. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome, welcome to The Builder Coach. I have a special guest today. Her name is Jessica Saunders. She did um, a few renovations in her home in Baltimore, Maryland. She had some good experiences, not a lot of bad experiences, but definitely a lot of knowledge to share with us. In particular, how she was able to make some key decisions on which contractor to use. She was able to get some good results. Um, Jessica is definitely a, an example of a SPO, what I call a smart property owner being involved. And she was able to get the results that she wanted. So that all that being said, um, Jessica, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Dale. Thank you for having me. What a wonderful introduction. Oh, well, well thank you very much. It was definitely true um, and honest. Um, just to let the audience know, um, the way that Jessica got on the show is that we had a prior conversation. Um, she is a friend of the family, um, you know, originally from Cincinnati, um, from where my wife is from. And so we speak um, on several occasions throughout the year. And we were talking and got on the um, topic of her renovation project. And... Um, yeah, just was fascinated on how she was able to get some of the results she got. And so she's here now. So, um, Jessica, tell us what you do for a living. Ah, so um, I run a human resource consulting and executive search firm. Uh, we primarily work with clients in the mid-Atlantic area, but we also have 
some national clients. So um, that is a lot of fun. And we have an office in Baltimore, Maryland as well, right out of um, Hamden, mm-hmm. where um, we do a lot of our work. But a lot of what we do also involves going to clients. Uh, location. So that's what we do. HR consulting and executive searches. Okay. Are you at liberty to say the name of your company? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So um, (laughs) the firm is Ellis Jordan Consulting and um, we've been around now going on six years. Okay. Oh, fa- fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 the reason why I asked that question audience is that um, Jessica, like myself, we're busy professionals. And when we want work, um, performed or done in our property, um, we don't necessarily have the time to do the DIY thing. So we want to hire a contractor to do the work. Um, and that's what we're here to really teach. How do you hire someone to do the work? And, you know, we want to avoid, uh, you know, buying hammers, nails, trucks, and all that other stuff to do a project. Um, we just want someone else to do the work for us. So per our per, um, previous conversation, um, tell, tell me about the first project that you did. It wasn't as major, um, but it kind of builds up to what you um, did next and then what you're going to do in the future. But tell us about your first project that you did. Okay. So um, I've owned my home for about 18 years now. And the first project came because it was just time to do some updates. And um, I've been considering pulling up the carpet. So in the home, there was carpet on the third level, carpet in the basement, and then the first level is hardwood. And I've been trying to make a decision as to if I replace the first, the third level and the top level or basement with um, carpet or if I was going to replace it with hardwood. And so I was very fortunate. Um, I probably started that process maybe two years in the making with going to some of the bigger names flooring stores and getting estimates for how much it would cost to um, basically pull up the carpet, put down new carpet versus hardwood flooring. And obviously the the prices varied from company to company. Mm -hmm. And then I would say maybe about a year into the process, I happened to be in a salon and the new owner had renovated the salon and the contractor she used had done a fantastic job. She mm-hmm. had basically gutted the place, put in new flooring for her, painted, and I liked the work. So I asked her who did it. She gave me his name and um, he came out, looked at the, uh, looked at my home and what was, I think, helpful with that situation, which was something as a, a homeowner I didn't know about, was how you could save money when you're looking at carpet and, and hardwood floors. So one of the things that the um, salon owner had told me was a place where I could get the material basically wholesale. And I didn't realize at the time, that's a big part of the price, like how much you're paying for the material. Sure. So um, before I even got started, I went out there, priced it, and then I found out what the labor would cost. And that was ultimately how I made my decision for using hardwood floors versus just um, pulling up the floors and and putting back down carpet. But that was, like I said, at least a, a year, maybe year and a half process with Again, multiple companies coming over, giving me an estimate, doing some comparisons, and then finding a contractor 
that um, I really liked the work that they did, were reasonable, but more importantly, where I could get the material at a discount. Oh, fantastic. So that's a good thing that you you did. Um, you didn't rush into it. Um, and a lot of the catastrophes that I've seen in my career are when people are rushing into it. Um, they've delayed themselves or they procrastinated, put themselves in a position to where now time is the determining factor. And mm-hmm. then they end up falling into a um, bad contractor marriage. I say, literally, I say marriage because sometimes, um, you know, it, it has that level of devastation. Um, it's like being in a marriage. Not that I'm in a bad marriage, but <laughs> w- from what I've heard, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I, I ask people to take that um, seriously. Oh, so fantastic. So you were able to make a decision. Um, you didn't mm-hmm. rush into a decision. And and so was it from the comparison standpoint, um, that was the contractor that you chose to be clear, the one that um, um, did the work at the salon? Correct. Okay. Correct. And again, it was because I got a chance to see the, the work up close and personal. I liked it. She gave me the referral. I think that definitely helped with the relationship because she could vouch for the contractor. And then... Um, Again, she was able to recommend a place for me to go to to get the material. So I saved a lot of money. I will tell you, the first compare, the first um, estimate I got for hardwood flooring to do the just the upstairs was, and the staircase was probably like ten thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. And by going this route with a contractor who knew how to lay down hardwood floors. Um, and me going to a place where I could buy the material directly, I ended up cutting that price in half. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I will tell you, so one of the things she said about the guy, and it was true, um, and for me this was very, very important. You talked about being a professional, not having a whole lot of time. Um, and, you know, I wanted someone that um, I could trust to be in my home too. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so – um, when I met him, just good connection. Number one, number two, like I said, I'd already done my homework. So I knew what the price could be for hardwood floors. And he was only charging me for labor. And I went again, looked at the material, calculated how much I needed based on the square footage. And he came into the house. He had, um, three people with him. So with hardwood flooring, the the project took from from as far as them doing the work only one day, but it was because there were three people doing the work. Two people were doing nothing but laying down the hardwood floors, and there was one guy who focused on nothing but the staircase. And they were prompt, so they got to my house at eight o'clock in the morning. And they worked the entire day. I mean, they were committed. The work ethic was unbelievable, but they didn't leave my house till 630. So it was an entire day with three people in my home. But I I feel like because of how he did it, it minimized multiple days of um, disruption in my home. So one full day, three people in my home, what I would tell anyone, though, when they're getting hardwood floors, if they consider doing a project like this, the time in advance that you as a homeowner have to do with preparing, you know, for the work. So I had to go and get wardrobe boxes, which for me ended up being around nine or 10 wardrobe boxes mm-hmm. to pull everything out of the closet so they could lay down the floors. And then the cleanup, you know, like I said, it took 
probably a full day for me moving everything out so they could come in and do the work, but then cleaning up afterwards took like two days. Yes. I, I got you. And and that's, that's one thing I applaud you for when we had previously talked because, um, Jessica was able to maintain her pricing by getting out of the contractor's way. And that's very important. Um, so Jessica didn't in, incur any change orders or extras for the contractor having to waste their, waste their time. Um, that time that Jessica expressed, what time did they get there again? Was it seven o'clock you said? It was, yeah, it was like eight o'clock in the morning. Eight they o'clock in the morning. Okay. Yeah. Eight to six. They were able to do that because Jessica got out of the way. Oh, they got, yep. So eight, six 30, they got out, you got out, you got them out of the way, um, or you helped the contractor along. So that was, that was pretty good. Um, absolutely. Um, so when did the, where did you store the materials or how'd you handle the whole material piece of it? Did, Cause normally with hardwood floors, um, they have to acclimate themselves in the environment before yeah. they're installed. So, yeah, so I'm glad you brought that up. So um, I bought the material, and you're right, with hardwood floors, they had to bring it in. So what my contractor did was um, they pulled up the floors. Um, so after I got everything packed up into wardrobe boxes, they brought the material in the next day. So they pulled up pulled up the carpet. They call it cleaning the floors. So my floors are basically in their raw state. Um, and that's a challenge because you got to live if, if you're living in the home like I was at, or I am at the time when this was going on, you know, you're <laughs> I didn't have floors for a couple of days. So he went with me to pick up the material. So luckily, the place where I bought the material, it was one stop shopping. We got the wood, we got the nails, we got the shoe molding, we got everything. And um, he he and the other guys brought in the, the wood planks. So there were boxes and they stored everything in one of the guest bedrooms. And we left the wood here to basically acclimate for probably five days just to be on the safe side. So it was about four or five days. Like they brought it in, I think, on like a Thursday or it was maybe a Wednesday or Thursday. And then they came back like that following Tuesday um, to actually begin laying the wood. So it, it was an inconvenience as far as not having a floor, but yeah. So if you're doing hardwood floors, you have to factor that additional time. in. All right. So it sounded like you had a plan. That was, um, that was very good. And just to let everybody know when Jessica says an inconvenience, um, she's being very polite. Jessica is, is a clean freak. So if you ever <laughs> wanted to experiment with eating off of a floor, just go to Jessica, Jessica's house and you could, eat off the floor with no fear of disease whatsoever. Um, it may even cleanse your white blood cells just to let you know. Um, so yes. So, so moving forward, um, it, I just want to express that. I know that was a smaller project audience, not very complex. However, a wood floor project can go sideways or can go wrong if you're not prepared or planning. But those are some of the steps that you need to take, right? Making sure that you get out of the way of the contractor, making sure that you leave some room for some inconvenience to where your if your previous floors are coming up, have them demolished and then having your wood floor or the actual new wood flooring to be, you know, stored in your house so it can be acclimated to where, you know, the expansion and contraction of your new wood <laughs> floors um you know, it, it it will it will absorb into the environment to where you won't get buckles in your floors or or the joints can be installed properly with the tongue and groove um, um, wood flooring. Mm -hmm. So moving mm -hmm. forward, um, you 
then um, we're considering this contractor to do a bathroom renovation in your basement, yeah. correct? Yeah. Yeah. So this contractor that I used, he did my hardwood floors and he did a half bath for me on the first floor. Um, we remodeled that bathroom with um, um, ceramic tile and he did a great job, but the half bath didn't have um, a tub in it. And again, I liked his work. He had given me an estimate for doing my basement bathroom, which is a full bath. Mm-hmm. And um, again, love my contractor, got an estimate, had already picked out material, my material, and um, his price was very reasonable. I think he had given me a discount um, because obviously he had done some other work for me and was going to be potentially doing even more. So I think he had given me a little bit of a discount just because of our relationship. But I ended up coming home one day because I bought a new front door and that was going to get painted. And I happened to see a gentleman working on one of my neighbor's homes and he was actually painting the front door and the railing going up to the house. And I just struck up a conversation with him and got a chance to see work that he was doing on the house. It was very impressive. And I asked him how much he would charge me to paint my front door. Well, he ended up painting my door that day. And while he was here, I asked him to give me a price on doing the basement mm-hmm. bathroom. And, you know, I, I hadn't planned on using him for that, but it was just very clear in that conversation that we had that he was very knowledgeable. I'd already saw firsthand what he was doing for another neighbor's home. I like that work. But he had asked me some questions that my other contractor hadn't asked me about, like specifically what I was going to put on the walls because, I had, you know, basically drywall up and he's asking me questions about the paper and the the boards and everything that I hadn't thought about as far as protecting the walls from mold and moisture and potentially the the tile falling off if it's not done hung correctly or the work isn't done correctly. So just a lot of things that my first contractor hadn't asked me about. And um, I knew with my first contractor, the way that relationship worked was anything that I needed, I had to physically go out and buy myself. What I liked about the second gentleman that I talked with was he had everything. So there wasn't a situation where I had to spend my time going to various places to pick up maybe anything that I needed last minute or if they got into doing the bathroom and then noticed, oh, we need a screw here or Um, we need a a ring for your, whatever. He had all of that stuff because for him, that was his job. I mean, his business was a full-time job. Whereas my other contractor, he does construction work and and then doing stuff for people like myself is something that he does on the side. So it's not a full-time thing. And so the second contractor was about a thousand dollars more, but in the conversation, I just felt a a different level of comfort with his knowledge that I wasn't going to have to spend my time if something unexpected came up, that he was going to be able to take care of it. And um, I ultimately ended up going with him. And I'm so glad I did because he did little things that my first contractor would have had me run out and do. So for example, when the material came, so I found my um, porcelain tile that was used for the basement bathroom mm-hmm. at 
a place out in Gaithersburg, and he said, hey, when, they, when they're ready to deliver it, let me know, and I will make sure my guys are there to bring it in. And just let and, the audience, I'm sorry, so just let the audience know, Gaithersburg is a good, I would say, hour away from Baltimore, Maryland, just for perspective. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. where this place was probably even a little further than that deal. So mm-hmm. it was a time saver. They would deliver it, but um, they would not bring the material into the home. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about porcelain tile, extremely heavy, and obviously I, I'm not physically able to to bring that type of material into the home. And so just the fact that he wanted to coordinate the delivery where one of his guys to bring it in and make sure, you know, everything was ready. Um, I appreciated that. But as he started doing the work in the bathroom, it was the little things that I started to appreciate. So after he laid the tile, um, you know, he thought about the plate covers for the, the switches, um, and, and just bought new ones for me mm-hmm. uh, because he'd already done the bathroom and it's kind of like, well, why am I going to put these old um, outlet plates and, and light plates up? Why don't we put brand new ones up so the entire bathroom looks new? He noticed once the tile was up um, that the door, we, we needed to put a different type of, um, and now I'm not going to be able to think of the right name of it, Dale, but the door stops. Okay. Um, so the, the normal door stops weren't going to be sufficient because they would have, there still would have been um, space for the door to hit the new cow um, rack that we had put up. So mm-hmm. he put in a, a totally different door stop so that the hinge wouldn't go all the way back and hit the the tile rack. Like little things that I wouldn't have thought of, and he didn't charge me for that. Sure. And and, and it was just, it was, it was an amazing experience. Um, When he was laying the tile, he saw that we probably needed at least 10 more pieces of porcelain tile. And so I was able to order the tile that day. And he arranged, or he told me, he said, you know, either um, arrange for me to pick it up or um, you can have it delivered to my house. So the good thing was I was able to tell the the company, you know, his name, give him the authorization to pick it up. And so he did. He, he picked up the material one day on his way to my home. And again, you know, I'm talking about a thousand dollars different, but these were the little things that to me meant a lot that I wasn't inconvenienced by having to drive out to Gaithersburg multiple times. I didn't have to think about, oh, he's done this bathroom, and now I don't like that I've got old, um, you know, fixture covers over the mm-hmm. outlets and light switches. You know, he took care of all of that stuff. He cleaned up. He he was just awesome to work with. And so he is going to be doing my master bathroom. That's going to be the next project. And it's just because I was so pleased with the work that he did, his professionalism, his service orientation, and just how he took care of me as a, a homeowner. Got you. So a lot of things to unpack. So, A, you did a great job in what I call value engineering. So Jessica chose under these circumstances, her wood floor, she chose what I call the part time lover, right? The part time guy who is doing stuff part time. That's all well and good. But a more serious project now, she chose the more expensive price, but got the services that enabled her to not be stressed, meaning that, A, 
audience, I really want you to get this. If you're in a position where you're having to order materials, a lot of these material, um, um, uh, not manufactured, material houses, warehouses will only deliver to your curbside. The reason being they don't carry the insurance to go onto your job site. Job sites are very dangerous. So they have insurance that covers them for curbside, but not to actually take it onto the job site. So Jessica, and I know Jessica is a, is a small framed woman. Yeah, I don't see Jessica carrying, you know, heavy boxes of ceramic tile and wood into the house. You know, fixtures, you know, deliveries may only be available Monday through Friday for a particular warehouse, what have you. Um, those were not her worries because for this project, she chose a full-time professional that was able to do some things that even saved Jessica, Jessica sometimes, even in particular, right? The 10 pieces of tile um, that you, you know, you fell short. Um, they saved you an hour and a half each way, three hours of your time. They just went ahead and got it because they were a full-time contractor um, trying to make a, a, a customer satisfied. So that was a very good um, job um, value engineering. Um and as well as dealing with a professional, I can see all the all the little details, the small things. For instance, it may sound small, um, um, audience, a doorstop, right? But a doorstop that is incorrectly installed, you know, the door opens, bangs up against the wall. There's a hole in the wall now from the doorknob hitting into the wall or it damages some tile. You know, those small things make a big difference. The outlet covers that he noticed that were old. If you're doing a whole new bathroom, those, those are those are those are the small details that make a big difference. Yeah, and I'll tell you, Dale. You know, um, there was something else that I got advice on, and I don't know how many people get this type of information when they're considering the sequence for which they're doing a project. So. In the basement, my plan, as I mentioned earlier, was to pull up the carpet in the basement as well and lay down new flooring. And so one of the things that he, he told me, he said, well, you know, if you're going to put down new floors in the basement, do the bathroom first, then do the flooring. He said, you don't want us pulling up your bathroom and, and, and potentially scratching new floors that have just gotten laid. Mm -hmm. And I also wanted to paint the basement. So he, he was very, um, I thought he gave me very good advice as to the sequence for how everything went. It was do the bathroom, then we're going to paint, then we're going to lay down the flooring. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. That, that sounds like good, good sound advice. Absolutely. Let me ask you this before it gets lost. What was your contractual relationship with, um, both contractors. Um, did you do any formal contract? Did they give you a proposal? Did you sign a proposal? Did you create a contract? How, how did that work out? So, so neither one of them were quite that formal. Um, what I did with both is I wrote down obviously the estimates, so I had it in writing, but yeah, you are correct. They didn't give me a specific contract to, um, um, for the work that they did. Now I did have, and I shared this with you. Um, once I got the hardwood floors put in on the top floor and, and once the staircase was done, I pulled out the railing, so the staircase railing that was there, and I shopped around actually for a while for a company 
that did um, cable railing because I specifically wanted a more modern look with the staircase once the floors were done over in hardwood. And they did give me a contract. Um, so it, I think it just depends on, you know, if it's a company versus if it's a contractor. And I think it also depends on, you know, their level of trust. I think this guy who is who has his full-time business, I think because um, he had already done my door for me and I paid him, I, I think mm -hmm. there was probably a, a level of trust that had been built. So he may not have been concerned. Um, also, I'm sure he knew, knew where I lived. But yeah, I think I think <laughs> there was a good rapport um, that was established as well. And I will tell you, with both of my contractors, my neighbors have seen the work that they've done and both have been used for other neighbors um, to do home stuff. So they're, they're both really, really good. But they're just a little different as far as style and approaches. Okay. Do, do you know, um, were, were there any, like, um, uh, was it uh, required that any permits be pulled or anything of that nature? And the only reason I asked, maybe maybe or maybe not in your case, I know you were doing a renovation, so you weren't changing things around. You were basically just doing a position for position, like for like replacement and then updating finishes or whatever. But did you did they have to pull any permits or anything of that nature? Do you know? No, and I think it's because of what you said. Structurally, you know, everything was already there. All we were doing is basically cos what I would call cosmetic changes. You mm -hmm. know, it's, everything already existed. We're just working with what we already have. Mm -hmm. So, in neither one of those situations, um, you know, we weren't really we weren't knocking out walls. We weren't moving things around. Um, the staircase, you know, you asked that question. I thought, I think that's it, but it was just removing the existing railing and putting in a different one. So no, we didn't do any type of permit. Um, yeah. Okay. And, um, and so one of the things we talked about, which I, I definitely want to get, um, the, the audience to understand where they can get a lot of value is dealing with a credible supplier. And you inform me that the supplier um, gave you one hell of a package that detailed <laughs> the materials and, and gave instruction yeah. to the contractor. And, um, you know, in my experience, there are like anything else, right? You have good doctors, bad doctors, good lawyers, bad lawyers, and you have good suppliers and not so good suppliers. Mm -hmm. You evidently dealt mm -hmm. with a very good supplier that definitely helped plan your project because the contractor knew exactly what they were getting and how to install it. If you want to elaborate on that. Yeah. So with the full bathroom in the basement and, and um, I'm giving a plug to Ferguson's. I, I, I do happen to like Ferguson's a lot. Mm -hmm. They specialize in bathroom and lighting. So um, you probably, if you go into the showroom, they're a little bit more expensive. But when I tell you, you won't see a lot of what you have in someone else's home. So it is going to be a different experience from going to a Lowe's or a Home Depot. But I went in. So with the basement bathroom, um, I got a new vanity, new lighting, new mirror, um, new toilet tissue holder, towel rack, um, redid the bathtub area to just have a glass partial partition. Um, and so uh, I went to Ferguson. They, with the first basement bathroom, um, you know, they give you a folder. So everything that you pick out has all of the specs 
and they will send everything to you in an email, but they will also print everything out, put it in a nice folder for you so that when your contractor comes over and they're doing the installation, if they have any question about, you know, should I be using this part? First of all, they're thorough. If there's parts that go with it, they're gonna, that's going to be part of your buying process. So you don't even have to think about it. Any and everything that you need, they will make sure it's part of your packet. And um, so my bathroom came together beautifully because of that. I am in the process, once we're out of this coronavirus situation of doing the master bathroom, and I have a 35, 36-page packet for everything. And this bathroom is going to be um, even more invasive because we're actually pulling out the jacuzzi tub and putting in um, a standard tub. So the tub, the fixtures that I picked out, the vanity for that bathroom, I'm putting in a new toilet. I mean, it's, it's basically everything's being replaced. My packet is comprehensive. My contractor will not have any questions, concerns. But what I love about Ferguson's is they will deliver the merchandise in the manner that you need it um, delivered. So, for example, Everything, once they pull out the wall, um, Ferguson's is open to having all of the roughing delivered first. And when my contractor is ready to bring in, uh, ready to put in the tub, have the bathtub delivered at a second time. So I don't have to worry about an enormous bathtub sitting in one of the rooms and, you know, until I'm ready for them to install it. So just the fact that they're flexible with the timing of the delivery with things, just awesome. Oh, that that sounds great. And, and, and absolutely, because it should be known, um, audience, that a lot of suppliers will only make one delivery. You know, they have that delivery fee. So unless you made separate purchases, they're going to charge you for each delivery, you know, 150 per delivery that can add up with dealing with a professional, you know, above builder builder's grade supplier, you can get a lot more value. Um, so I say all that to say, when you're looking at price, make sure you compare it to the value that you're getting. Yeah. You probably will find cheaper. Let me say this in all fairness, right? Cheaper, more inexpensive builders grade material. Let's say at home, um, Lowe's or home Depot, right? They don't necessarily claim to be the highest quality. So I want to be fair okay. in that, but they do do staple delivery charges that I know. Um, last time I checked, they don't do multiple deliveries. So yeah, dealing with the upper echelon suppliers, you can definitely, definitely get a lot of value, especially, um, you know, when you're dealing with the realities of a construction site, right? Imagine everybody imagine that you have a bathroom that's not very large per se, right? Bathrooms on average aren't very large. Can you imagine a big tub sitting in the middle of any part of the house while you're doing all this other construction? You'd rather it be at the warehouse or at the supplier and it being delivered on time when you need it. Um, it could get damaged. You know, it could create a tripping hazard. You just don't want it on the job site. So that, um, yeah, very good. And and that, that package that they gave you was, was absolutely excellent. Yeah. Yeah. They're there. I, I do believe during, so I'll tell you for, for, and again, I think everyone's taste is different. You know, you, you're, you got to figure out what you like, but I, I had looked at Ferguson's 
and the vanity was not cheap and I thought I would be able to shop around and find something else that I liked and at the end of the day I still ended up going back to them because I couldn't find anything else that was in my opinion as nice that I wanted for that bathroom and so they will have some things as I mentioned that are unique um, that you won't find in the Lowe's or Home Depot um, or a typical hardware store and I think if you're trying to put your own look on your home and customize it without buying a new house, like this is a great way to do it. Sure. And um, the the stacker delivery, right, impacted the warranty as well, correct? Because I believe you told me that they didn't begin the warranty until they actually delivered it and you actually had pre-purchased some items yeah. and maybe they held it for maybe a couple of months before they actually delivered it. Yeah, so what they will do, um, when I got ready to do the basement bathroom, I bought my merchandise, and yeah, as long as it hasn't left their warehouse, they will allow you to keep it there because they know, you know, projects take time, and they will work with you. So yeah, I bought my material, it stayed at the warehouse, and they didn't deliver it until I was ready for it. So I think um, um, it might have even been there for a month before they deliver it in here. But that, that was one thing they, they made very clear to me. They said, once we deliver it, you know, now the, you know, you want to inspect it because there is a time frame to let us know if there's any concerns. So I was very sensitive as to when they delivered the vanity and everything else. So I could look at it make sure there weren't any damages. So, so I could, you know, report back if there were any concerns timely so that was that was a luxury um, that I didn't even know about until you know I was telling them like, hey, you know, maybe a couple of days. I don't know when they're going to come out. They're like, you can buy this and we'll deliver it whenever you're ready. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had never heard of that. Oh wow! So that's great. So yeah, thank you so much for that lesson because that that price versus value proposition. I think all of us as human beings have a hard time to, you know, delineating that, right? Because cost is so finite, easily measurable. You can see it. Value can sometimes be, you know, um, kind of one of those woo-woo things, you know, um, subjective, but definitely in your case, um, you, you definitely made some of the right choices. I, I've always made those choices, um, you know, in my 20 something plus career 20 year plus career that value um has to be one of those um considerations um i won't keep you too long we'll end with this you know kind of reiterating that you had a good contractor which was good um Mm -hmm. you had some damage in the end and tell us about how you know you were able to you know how the professional contractor was able to maybe um, rectify your situation versus a part-time lover contractor (laughs) (laughs) so with the basement bathroom i think i I mentioned earlier i I got a unique piece put in so with the bathtub instead of um since the bathtub and shower are all in one i didn't want uh, a full enclosure i wanted a partial glass and glass enclosure which um the the enclosure is, is was extremely heavy when i say extremely heavy i mean think about an enormous piece of glass that's probably um, seven feet high and three feet in in um, length. Um, it, it was 
probably, I think it probably weighs 70, maybe 80 pounds. And that's, that's without like the boxing and everything else to keep it from getting damaged. So um, this was not my contractor's fault, but this is why he's, he's probably one of my favorites. So the portion, the glass enclosure was being delivered. And unfortunately, the first delivery, they didn't even deliver it to me because it got damaged. Okay. And so here they are working in my home and, you know, they're wanting obviously to finish up the bathroom and we're waiting on this last piece. And so he said, well, whenever it comes, let me know, we'll install it. So finally, a week later, the glass um, enclosure finally comes and in the process of them putting it up, because again, this is heavy and you're dealing with um, some metal brackets that are used to put the glass enclosure into the porcelain tile. And um, anyway, the tub got nicked. And um, I guess one of the gentlemen had put something over it. So they had warned me, you know, hey, we just put this in, we put the silicone over it. Do not clean the bathroom for at least 24 hours, which mm-hmm. was hard. So. Mm-hmm. I waited 24 hours, but in the process of cleaning the bathroom, the whatever one of them had put over the nick came up. I mean, just me rubbing it, I noticed that it came up. And so I called him and I said, it looks like the tub got nicked um, because I'm I'm seeing this. You know, when I was cleaning it, this came up. And so he asked me, he said, can you take a picture of it and just send it to me? And so I did. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, so... He said, I will be back out to fix it. He was like, let me go buy the right thing to fix the tub. He said, and worst case scenario, if if the nick can't be fixed, I'll replace the tub. Mm. <laughs> so, I, I, I mean, obviously, you know, they've been in my bathroom, you know, remodeling it. I didn't want my tub to have to get pulled up. But the nice thing was, whatever he came um, with, because I didn't know you could fix nicks on tubs, but he he whatever he used and and i was down there so it was some kind of combination of spray and you can't you can't even tell mm-hmm. fix the nick it was a small nick but it was just the fact that that tub with it being in the basement doesn't get a whole lot of usage because it's primarily used for guests and i knew that the tub is pretty much is brand new and uh, what i appreciated was number one he he owned it Number two, just the the ability for him to say, look, if I can't fix it, I'll replace it. I, I just like that constellation. But we didn't even have to get to that. I mean, he came, he fixed it. He was in my home for a few minutes to do that. And then he told me, he said, with this, you know, don't clean it for 48 hours. And, you know, point, you know, it, it's resolved. But there was no pushback. I liked his service orientation. I, I feel like he's a contractor that's very ethical. Um, you know, he's just good. And, and, and that's why he's going to be doing my master bathroom. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. It sounds like you had a um, good contractor that was, you know, understood what was at stake. Um, referrals, referrals are the lifeline of their business. Um, curious, did you let him know when he was doing that project, did you let him know that eventually you would be doing upstairs? Um, at that yeah. Time? Okay. So, um, when he was finishing up that bathroom and, the, and you know, the, the master bathroom has kind of evolved a little bit. So I, they're, they're pretty much the same size. So I knew that from a price standpoint, we were probably looking at the exact same thing. The biggest difference was 
ripping out the tub. So, yeah, I mean, he knows my vision that I want to do that bathroom next. Um, and it's, and the price is going to be a little bit more because of what's involved with taking out the tub and putting in new roughing. Um, but yeah, yeah, he, he, he knows that anytime I need a project, he will be my, my go-to call person. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I tell people, you know, not that I lie to contractors per se. Right. But I always, I always put out there, Hey, I'm looking to do more work in the future. That more work in the future you know, tends to keep people honest, I guess you would say, right? Not saying that the contractor was dishonest, but, you know, people like referral work. They don't want to necessarily go out and market and find work, you know, putting flyers out in people's mailboxes, et cetera. If they, 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 the contractor, could get referral work all day, that would be a great scenario for them. Um, So, yeah, Jessica, thank you so much. You know, I I, I title I'm going to title this episode, you know, from part time lover to full time contractor, Um, (laughs) you know, but both of them have their place. They both have their place. You just have to know. And and as a as a property owner, we need to know when to choose the right person for the right job. And, and, And if we are only using cost or price as a determining factor, um, you will experience heartache, long days, nightmares, and eventually I will say money loss. Um, cause I will be, um, um, bothering you, I guess you would say, um, for your cousin's contact information, because you were telling me that your cousin, um, who may have hired the wrong contractor end up losing thousands of dollars on a small bathroom project. She she had the opposite. I mean, it started off well, and it's exactly what you you mentioned, Dale, like, um, you know, getting someone who's reputable and knows what they're doing um, is important. She had someone come and do, um, so they remodeled their bathroom and it was, it was a little bit more involved than, than mine was as far as, they were expanding an area in their bathroom to make their shower even bigger. So they were, they were making it an enormous um, shower. Mm-hmm. And the guy that they, they used, number one, he was slow. So I cannot tell people how invasive both of these projects were. And I mean, and this is what good contractors, I mean, doing my ba- basement bathroom took three days. And then on top of that, them coming back to install the, the glass enclosure and then coming back again to fix the nick. And um, she had a contractor. He was just slow. He was weaving them in on the side, mm-hmm. which at the time sounded great because they were saving a ton of money to do the bathroom. <laughs> but after he finished laying their towel, so they did marble in their bathroom shower. And... After they were finished, I mean, she said maybe a couple of days into it, she started having like a smell mm. and come down to find out, I guess he had laid some of the tile incorrectly. And so there was some type of smell coming up through the sewage from where he had moved some things when they were doing this, this, this shower um, installation. To the extent she had to call another contractor. So not only was this bathroom process like a month taking place, which is ridiculous. Um, but again, you know, in their mind, we're saving them a ton of money. So it's worth, you know, the trade-off, but the smell was awful. Um, they had to have another contractor come in 
and he told them everything that the first contractor did wrong, and then they had to come out of pocket another $3,000 to fix what the first contractor did wrong. So, (laughs) you know, I'm glad I went a different route because, you know, I... I think having someone where you just have peace of mind that you know it's going to be done right, this is their area of expertise, it's going to be done in in a way that, number one, you're not going to be inconvenienced for three, four, five, six weeks, and then still have something go sideways. Like, it's just, it's just worth getting someone that's credible, that you've, you've seen the work that, they're, that they've done, and um, pretty much is going to do it right the first time, or if they do make a mistake, because we're human, it's not going to be a costly one. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. I definitely will look forward to interviewing your cousin. But in regards to you, thank you so much. Um, definitely, um, I learned some things, and and hopefully the audience has learned some things to where they can integrate some of your lessons learned into their projects, so they don't get burned or you know experience nightmares or money loss. So Jessica Saunders, thank you so so much. Thank you for having me. It's been my pleasure. All right. Have a fantastic day. There you have it. This episode is a wrap. Great episode. Many tidbits in this episode. Jessica, thanks again for sharing your experiences. The show notes for this episode can be found at buildacoach.com forward slash zero one two. Key takeaways. When to consider a part-time contractors. Number two, when to give serious thought to a full-time contractor. Number three, the importance of having a good material supply company. Number four, the complexities of working in a small area in your home. Number five, strategies on how to schedule multiple deliveries without extra charges. Feel good about yourself. You took the time to learn Acting on this information gives you a fighting chance against project chaos, money loss, continuous stress, or greedy, unethical contractors. If you know someone who needs help, invite them to listen. Let's look out for one another and build a strong community of property owners and investors who deserve a dream renovation or remodeling project. Please make sure you subscribe to Build a Coach on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite place to listen to podcasts. Please find the time to write us a review. Positive reviews really help the show and allows us to expand and find people who really need help. For more details, visit buildacoach.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, may your dream renovation project become a reality. Please understand that every construction project is unique. Therefore, the lessons, teachings, and principles expressed in this podcast need to be tailored to your individual project. Any advice or information expressed in this podcast is intended to inform, educate, and teach. All advice and information is based on experience, research, and opinion.